What's up, players? Welcome to another special DLC episode of Ready Press Play, your weekly source of everything that's new and exciting in the world of video games. Every Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time or 9 a.m. Eastern Time, we typically talk with you about all the biggest gaming news of the week, notable releases, games we're playing, games we love, all that good stuff. But occasionally we do these special episodes where we get to dig deep into one topic or one video game in particular and talk about it for an hour or however long really we want to talk about it. Today we're going to be doing that with the game Halo Combat Evolved. We're going to be getting a little bit more into that. Uh, but remember, if you want to reach the podcast, you can go to readyplaynetwork.com and you can also find us on ready at Ready Press Play on TikTok and Twitter. My name is Daniel Lima. I'm your host for today, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Louis Minchaka. You know, Dan, this has been a long time coming. I think this is like the longest time it took us to beat a game for uh, <laughs> the, for the book club, by the way, because I think we started in December, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so. yeah. No, dude, because like December, now that I'm thinking about it, like we did our last stream before our break in December yeah. with this game, but at and that point Halo, we had yeah. already we had already streamed it for like I want to say like four or five weeks, right? Like <laughs> we probably started in November. That's my that's yeah, my probably point, right? actually. Wow, yeah. that's that's terrible. <laughs> you know, I actually went back and watched those streams just so that I can prepare for this uh, for this spoiler cast. That's how that's how bad it's been. So I gotta I gotta like re- jog my memory and remember all the missions and everything. So yeah, <laughs> I also in pre- in preparation for this, I also watched a, like a story explained where it was like. A 20 minute long YouTube video just oh, wow. breaking down the plot like beat by beat so that way I actually understood what the hell is happening so I'm very happy and it's uh the game is not quite as complicated as one might think I will say yeah that. I did get out of my way to uh, to watch some videos as well. I, I watched two videos, but they were both pretty short. They were both like I think three or three minutes or, or under. It was very much just like here are the here's what happened this game and the main beat stuff. But uh, all right, we're about to get more into that. I just wanted to uh, tell our listeners that the way we typically do these spoiler cast episodes, in case you're new here, um, is that we talk spoiler free for a few minutes, uh, usually just saying you know whether we like the game or not, whether we recommend the game or not, uh, and then we dive into full spoilers later on. Uh, I have a feeling that for this game, there's not like any any like super huge spoilers that would ruin the <laughs> game for you because that's not really what it's about and we'll get into that uh but in case you know you're worried about that we're gonna put a uh we're, we're gonna put a time code in the show notes about when we're actually gonna be talking about spoilers there uh but before we get into that lewis how are you doing how are you feeling i'm feeling good um yeah so this uh this game actually i want to say that this is one of those kind of like um this is one of those good games that you can like really like, you know, take a, a a design student and have them like, you know, like learn about game design from this game because it's it's very rudimentary. It's like it's it's like mm-hmm. the it's at the precipice of like of greatness and I think it was great back then. I think if, you know, people were to review the game back then like in like in 2002, I want to say when it came out. 2001. 2001. Yeah. Okay, so back in the day, I would say that people would be giving 9s and 10s to this game, which I, I don't think that's necessarily true for today's standards, but yeah. it's still really good and i think it's got it does it does a lot with so little i think uh with Mm -hmm. reusing assets reusing uh uh, levels and stuff like that like certain more than one uh, mission takes place in the same level but it's going the other way kind of thing so Mm -hmm. i think it's really good it's um it's uh yeah, I Dude. would say that it's a solid game all around. What you just said just made me think of something. We, we didn't talk. I was I was debating on talking about this on, on uh, our last episode of the regular show. But did you see the thing that was going around on Twitter last week uh, about how there was an article that somebody wrote where it was like developers try to trick players into into getting this uh, this new asset, which is really just a reskin of an old asset or something. It was it was related to like an Assassin's Creed Um like they they added a new like piece of content to Assassin's Creed, but it was uh, it was distributed for free. And then somebody wrote an article uh, that was making the rounds where they were like talking shit about like this thing because it was reusing old assets. And then all the developers on game dev Twitter jumped on it being like, dude, you have no idea how games are made. A lot of things are reused and it's just part of it. <laughs> you know, like that's just what it is. Like you just uh, you can't make everything from scratch. You know, a lot of times you just got to, you know, especially because actually one of the things that is thought is it's like, hey, like you shouldn't spend your time making something if it's only going to be used that one time. You know what I mean? Like you should make things that can be uh, reused and work as building blocks for other things, right? Um, and it's it's a tale as old as uh, as old as time with video games, basically. Because even if you go back all the way to like Super Mario Brothers, the assets for the clouds is the same assets yeah. as the the little the bushes grass. and things like that. Yeah. Um, and I agree with you. You see a lot of that in this game. Um, but I'm gonna go as far as to say as um, with this game, I feel like when you play it in 2021 it does feel very samey like to the (laughs) point where it's not 
quite good fun. like fun or fun yeah fun yeah. is a good word where um you go through a lot of the same environments over and over again or environments that are very similar um and a lot of the environments don't feel particularly um innovative or it doesn't really feel like there's uh, innovative is not good word for a 20 year old game but like it doesn't feel like there's much of a soul there you know like it feels like a lot of the um a lot of the environments that were built for this game were pretty much a means to an end um you know like hey like we need to keep the players around here for an hour like you know killing enemies uh so let's build it this way so that they go this way and then come back and you know there's like a lot of backtracking there's a lot of reused rooms and Mm -hmm. um i would go as far as to say is i i don't think the game is very fun nowadays because i feel like a lot of the like i feel like we've come a long way since then to the point where a lot of those things that would not have been a problem in 2001 feel like they're kind of um, hampering my enjoyment of the game nowadays. So I feel like, well, I wouldn't say that the game was a chore to play. Like, I didn't think it was like that bad. I also, I also don't know if I really had that much fun either. And I hope you don't feel offended by that, considering that we played it together. Like, we did have moments of fun, but I feel like the moments of fun were almost, like, sprinkled across a, like, a lot of tedious moments. Well, um, or I think the, the the moments of fun were between ourselves when we were commenting about how tedious things were. <laughs> That's true. There's there's a level of that as well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so just in regards to the, the game, like, I mean... Is is it is it fair to compare the game to twenty twenty one standards when 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 uh, so many games that have come after have been inspired by this game? You know, mm-hmm. I, like I I I would go as far as to say that it's definitely a good study. It's like one of those kind of things. It's like people can like you know learn a lot from it. There's still stuff to be gleaned from it. Like as far as like world building and, and telling a story and everything like that. Um, and also just uh, practical game designs from like you know being able to like you know. Of course, you know, make the get uh, get the most uh, extract the most out of an any one level, you know, or any mm-hmm. certain amount, number of assets and things like that. And also, I mean, I gotta get I gotta hand it to them. The gunplay was actually kind of fun. Like just shooting the guns is just kind of fun as hell. And I can understand when we played mm-hmm. the multiplayer, like the multiplayer aspect, it, it it's solid. It is very right. very solid, and uh, it felt very tight. And I mean, of course, uh, of course, the controls are obviously customizable. And I don't I don't know if it was customizable back then, but you know, obviously, you can customize it now. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, I think the this is like that that in between blend where it's like we're at the precipice of like modern shooters when it comes to Halo Combat Evolved, but it's also got that like Nintendo sixty four or GoldenEye vibe where like the weapons spawn in the exact same place every time. So as long mm-hmm. as you memorize the map or you memorize the layout, memorize where the drops are at, you know you're always gonna you know get the shield, get the sniper, get the rocket, yeah. launch, whatever you want to do. So it's like I think there's some there's some uh, not gonna say novelty to it, but I will say there's a uh, there's a um, I don't know uh, like a Almost like uh, that Goldilocks perfect sweet spot in it as well. It's mm-hmm. like it's old school, but also new at the same time. I don't know if that's a, a good thing or if that's more speaks to someone my age or whatever. I will, you know, I will give credit to where credit is due to the game as well, which is like, it, it's interesting. We spent most of our time playing this game, playing the campaign, uh, which is not that long of a campaign. You know, it's roughly, I think, 10 hours or maybe maybe we took some more because we're we not that good at it. We took 11 because we sucked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, when we played like, I think just one match of multiplayer but the the one match of multiplayer that we played was actually probably where i had the most fun with the game <laughs> and the the great thing about it too is like oh the interesting thing about it is that when in the very beginning lewis killed me like two or three times in a row before without me even hitting him and i think it was mostly because he found like a really good location to like where i couldn't see him but he could see me so he was just like boom like we're just like one shotting me basically yeah. over and over again yeah um, but, you know, I kind of had a comeback and then towards the end, it was a little bit more balanced. Um, and then, you know, ultimately I still lost, but that match, like I found myself just kind of laughing and like getting pissed off, but also like getting engaged with the game during the entirety of that match, which made me realize, you know, like people, there's a lot of people that are into Halo for the story, but I feel like a lot of people are also into it for the multiplayer. And I, I, I could see where that, especially, especially when I put myself into my, um, you know, my younger self of, you know, 2001, 2002, 2002. 2003 i could see that daniel like had him found this game and was playing this game with his friends that i would have had a lot of fun from the multiplayer more even than i did uh from the story and i still had fun with that today um 
I, I did want to say, you know, like you had a good point. Like, it's not fair to just compare this game to uh, to games that are coming out uh, 20 years after it that were influenced by it. And then um, but I guess my point in saying that is that I think the value of a game like this is more in the kind of like historical aspect of, you know, analyzing it and seeing where games came from uh, than then in straight up like this is a game that holds up and that you can have a great deal of fun <laughs> nowadays. You know, like I I don't think and I, I'm, I, can, I can see how some people would defend that. I just don't think I, I saw it that way. Um, as opposed to, you know, like, I, f- I could be wrong about this, but I feel like a game like Super Mario World, I feel like if you give that game to a kid nowadays, they would have fun with it versus I don't necessarily know if they would with Halo, um, this Halo in particular. Okay. Um, but I, I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't even know when we're going to get into spoilers because I don't, even if, I don't even know if that's a if that's a thing. Can we like just call this as a review cast instead of a spoiler <laughs> cast? Because like, I, I, I don't know what else to, call, uh, to say or comment on. I mean, I can I can give you like the like the story breakdown and stuff like that, which I guess people may not want to know. Uh, but really, in general, like the the story is almost besides the point because real real talk. Dan and I were not even paying attention to the cutscenes whenever the game was happening. Yeah. We were just having fun with the gunplay. You know, with each levels they were doing like different things where each levels like design um, were designed around a certain weapon or a certain vehicle or a combination of guns and vehicles. Like the games the games levels were were varied and stuff as far as like you know execution and how they guided you and stuff like that. So I think that's really, I think people, as far as my understanding going into it, like people were making a big hubbub about the story. But for me personally, as far as like a franchise starter, I don't think the story was really where it was at. That could be the case of maybe like Halo 2 or Halo 3 maybe, but definitely not Halo 1, especially because, um, you know, generally speaking, a good franchise starter doesn't become like, you don't, you don't, uh, be ambitious out the gate you know think about like the 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 tom cruise the mummy you know they were trying Mm to run before learning how to crawl kind of thing so i think with with this they just kind of sort of started somewhere and then it just grew from there i'm gonna go as far as to say is i think the story almost feels like a little bit of an afterthought to the game and i i don't i don't even mean to say as that as negatively i just think that it comes across to me like they came up with you know the guns and the enemy types and you know the the level types and the challenges they wanted to do and the vehicles and all of that stuff and it, it feels like that was the focus of the game and then the story came later the story was like okay how do we justify all these things how do we get the players to go through these actions and actually test all of these gameplay mechanics and get used to the gameplay mechanics so that they can go and have fun and perform well in multiplayer it really feels like a game like this would have been bought would have been developed for the multiplayer and then the story <laughs> It's almost like a means to an end to uh, to get you there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and I so. I bet that that changes later on. Like I don't I don't presume that that's what the entire franchise is about. Um, but that's what I felt from this first game, especially because um, you know even we would we we kind of spaced out a little bit during the cutscenes and we paid attention to a few. And then later that's I went the back more critical ones. I would say yes. We, paid we went back and we watched like I I mean I watched you know some videos and you watched some other videos about the story and I. Felt felt like the story was actually very simple like when you yep. when you watch videos of it it's like you know, that's well, let's let's say like there were we're going to get into spoilers beginning now, potentially. But, you know, I don't feel like there's any major spoilers this game, really. Like the game is not really about the story, like we're just saying, um, yeah. or it doesn't have us revelatory of the story. Um, but, you know, what what is the story? It's like, OK, you're you're this master chief guy, right? Who's Spartan. like, who's who's this pardon and whose origins off? We don't really find out until other games, uh, which I know some details about it. But like, that's more of a Halo Reach thing on this game. You're just this, you know, almost like unnamed, like sort of you know generic character with a cool armor um uh-huh. then you go out there and you gotta go and land on this planet and figure out what's going on and there's this you know uh, race of enemies called the covenant and there's like halo is the name of this i think it's called an artificial planet i think that's what they refer to it as turns out at yeah. the end that it's this big weapon so you gotta destroy it it almost kind of feels like a dumbed down version of the first star wars you know how like, was i gonna say that actually yeah. uh star wars uh, episode four a new hope the, yeah the okay so so Star Wars Episode Four starts off in like uh, in the middle of a of a chase, you know, like the big opening crawl, and then the spaceships like zoom through and they're being fired at and stuff like that. Like Leia's being chased and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, that li- 
literally is how the game starts in in Halo uh, Combat Evolved, where like the Covenant is is uh, you know shooting at them. At the was what's the name of that ship? I forgot. It's like the the something Autumn or I forgot what it's called. But, but the name of their ship and like now they got to make a crash landing and so like a very emergency crash landing and stuff like that. And they get out, eject out in a in a space pod, just like R two and C three PO and stuff like that. And basically, yeah, like the game just literally just is you. It, the game starts off in media res, which is you know like a literary term about like in the middle of an action um mm-hmm. it starts off in media res and you just sort of don't really the game doesn't really go out of your its way to tell you what re- what the hell is really going on and stuff like that i think it's, it's really hard to pay attention especially because a lot of the dialogue is happening while you're gunning down in the hallways and fighting cover yeah. and stuff like that it's like the game really doesn't really give you time to like pause or recollect and stuff like that maybe that's a good thing i don't know like maybe it's it's obviously done with intent i will say mm-hmm. that but yes i just i don't know what else i don't know what else to say what else to say go for it well you know and later on so we get introduced to the covenant as being you know the the bad guys that were at war with um from the mm-hmm. beginning of the game but later they introduced this different enemy type that are called the flood well the mm-hmm. flood they're more like they're more like these parasites that they that's they, they look more monster like and i remember as we were playing the game i don't even think lewis and i really understood the difference of the different the difference between the two factions until later on uh, but i remember each other yeah yeah but i remember at one point we're like oh the enemies changed quite a bit like those almost look like resident evil enemies now um those were the flood uh mm-hmm. versus while the covenant they looked more like they were i guess like smarter aliens like more like humanoid like aliens versus suddenly we're finding the monster looking things and and parasitical looking things those were the flood turns out towards the end that they're they're attacking each other as well and that you know halo was this weapon that was built to uh get rid of the flood but you know the way that it would kill the flood was by killing everybody else in the process as well that was my understanding of it at least yes um so like um the the flood is a parasitic thing that like leeches off and feeds on like mm-hmm. biological life and stuff like that and so the the halo ring is basically like like this weapon so it just pulses out like this thing that kills like all sentient life or all like you know biological mass or whatever and what happens is the flood will then die too because they have nothing to feed on mm-hmm. and so well, the uh, master chief didn't know that and he was uh, he left Cortana in like the, the control room uh, and during the missions and stuff like that and he ran off because Cortana was like go tell uh, Captain Keys uh, to, to stop to like you know go stop him and so he just rushes off and stuff like that. And then he finds a little AI guy like this, this evil, like, uh, what is it? Ultron, basically Ultron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah, I can help you stop. I can help you uh, stop the, the flood. Yeah, it's like, I'll just, let's just do this and stuff. Let's just go go to the main uh, control room and activate Halo. And <laughs> that's literally what happens is like Cortana's like, uh, actually, don't do that because that's, what, you know, what's going to end up happening is going to kill everyone. And, and then and then that's the cutscene that when, when me and Dan and I shut the hell up and we were just like watching intently as like things were going down. <laughs> We didn't have a truly understanding because I I was I knew shit was going down, but I didn't know what the hell was going down. But the two AIs are like talking with smack with each other and everything like that. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So basically, that's the whole situation is like the the flood is just like they were being contained within like this uh, I guess those weapon storage cache they or what they thought was weapons like a weapons uh, vault. Uh, but I guess Captain Keys and his people just like accidentally left it left uh, let them out, and now everything has gone to hell. So yep. we, that's where we we sort of step into. I guess we sir, we did our we did the thing because by destroying the halo at the end of the game, I'm assuming that kills the flood, but that's really like not really made clear, um, yeah. especially because they're just just jetting off into space. Now, so. here's an interesting question about about that, right? Is the name of this game is Halo, and Halo is is the name of this you know uh, circular uh, Ring. planet, yeah, yeah planet slash weapon slash whatever it is. Um, and it's kind of interesting that we end the game by destroying it, but there's like five games after that, right? <laughs> that are also called Halo, right? So uh, I want to ask you right now, with no context of the rest of the story, I assume you don't know the rest of the story. Nope, like this, I don't know. Do you think there's another Halo that comes back later? Do you think there are multiple Halos? Or I, does... Honestly, if I were a betting man, there are multiple Halos. There isn't just one. So mm-hmm. that's that's kind of like the thing. And and the other thing is like, before we, uh, before we play this, did you know what Halo was? Like, did you know why it was called that i had no idea um okay. i mean i think i played like halo like i like these saw remember i told you how i played the first couple of chapters and stuff like mm-hmm. that i think i've re- I, I knew going into it what halo was in the sense that it's this giant floating ring with like right. land and stuff like that like its own biosphere and stuff like that so i didn't think uh anything more beyond that i was like oh it's just we're, we're fighting on a halo it's kind of mm-hmm. what i but i didn't realize i didn't take any like um i never got to the part where when my first playthrough about where it's a weapon or anything like that and even if i did i wouldn't know because it's hard to pay 
pay attention to the plot. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that was one of the things that I was asking myself. It's like, it's kind of interesting that the name of the franchise is Halo when, you know, Halo's like the Halo's purpose in the story of the franchise seems like, you know, it's important. I mean, it's ultimately what you end up, you know, uh, doing in the game, but it feels like it feels like the story could be about so much more than just, you know, the Halo. You know, it's almost like as if Star Wars was called... <laughs> Death uh, Star. Yeah, Death Star. Exactly. So yeah. <laughs> uh, that seemed a little odd to me to figure out kind of what the game is truly about or the name of the game is really about. Um, now, we also get to see a few characters in this game. Not a lot of them, but the characters that we see mostly are Master Chief himself, Cortana, and Captain Keys, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then maybe, you know, the little robot, the AI could be considered one as well. Uh, why do you think of the characters as they were introduced in this game they're mostly flat and two-dimensional and stuff like mm. that like captain keys is a bit of a hard ass the the jarvis and not the jarvis the ultron ai is just kind of like very like mute and kind of like not like i guess underplayed and stuff like that like mm. nothing too like nothing too uh, vivacious about him he's very emotional and just very like static um the only two characters that had any semblance of any kind of chemistry was of course cortana and uh and uh, master chief because you know cortana is a very sassy ai it almost kind of reminds me of like uh iron man and jarvis in the iron Mm-hmm. movies where like you know uh he's give uh, jarvis gives uh, iron man lip sometimes and so does she mm-hmm. um so yeah i would say that if, if anything like master chief is very stoic and he's very like you know he's almost kind of like not, doesn't have too much dialogue i guess they're mm-hmm. trying to make him like like link you know he doesn't yeah. have a face um that kind of thing so they very they're trying to make it so that you know he's like you know embodying the player so to speak and so i think cortana is really like the lead of the franchise mm-hmm. and in, in uh, other than master chief but like truly like as far as like exposition dumps uh i guess comedy um yeah i guess those are like the more two focal points as far whereas master chief just goes shooty shooty bang bang that's about it yeah yeah no fair enough and yeah like ultimately my my opinion in that front and i wanted to hear what you had to say as well is that there's not a lot of character in this initial game yet either as in like (laughs) we um like we don't really see much from master chief and i don't think we will in the majority of the series most likely i know cortana gets you know built up to be this great character that is a fan favorite and I, I know about that. And I know that Halo fans and Halo players you know, are really into Cortana. Uh, but I didn't really end the first game feeling that way yet. I feel like we have not seen her uh, her full potential as a character yet. And I feel like that's probably one of those things that's going to become true in one of the later games, probably Halo 2 or 3, uh, where she gets more of a role. Because even with her being the biggest character in the game, like you said, like the, the lead in terms of character, uh, when you think about the amount of hours that we played at the game and then we amount of time that we actually saw her or, you know, saw her dialogue, it really wasn't that much, right? So um, I feel like it's one of those things where there's still a lot to develop in that front that I'm excited to see in the upcoming games as well. Um, I'm assuming yeah. that their relationship builds and, uh, you know, grows together. Um, yeah. I would say that there's probably like the central focal point of the franchise is probably uh, Cortana and Master Chief. Yeah. Oh, and agreed. also shout out, shout out to Cortana being like the official like AI or voice uh, of Windows 10. Oh so, yeah. You know. Yeah. There's that. I forgot about that. That's true. It's so annoying, dude. Like a lot of times, like I don't even know what button or what you're supposed to press to bring that up, but it, I always do it accidentally. Like I'll just be <laughs> using my computer, doing something, doing work, doing the podcast, whatever, and then suddenly Cortana just pops up, pops up and it's like, oh, do you need anything? And I'm like, no, get out. <laughs> so uh, yeah, there's yeah. that. Uh, by the a, way, I just got to say. Um, as when it comes to the gameplay mechanics, I'm gonna just go out on a limb and say that the shotgun might be the best the best weapon out of all of them. Like, there's the assault rifle. There's like mm-hmm. needle. The needle gun is the worst gun out of, in, in Halo. By the way, mm-hmm. it's so laggy. You shoot, and then like the the little thing just spurts a little bit, and it floats in the air, and then it goes. And I'm like, that's very <laughs> weird and like terrible. And yeah, uh, so that's the worst gun. But other, the shotgun is awesome because like when you're facing down that the flood, you know that all those parasites are jumping at you like kind of like alien uh um you know he just that shotgun just blasts and like pops everyone mm-hmm. at once and stuff like that i uh, i enjoyed the shotgun a lot as like my my go-to weapon i would always go for shotguns and you know fi- try to get as many shells as possible uh but other than the shotgun uh, i did like the the rocket launcher but the thing is the rocket launcher was so few and far between during the the missions and stuff like that as far as like being available um by the way 
I have a complaint. I just thought of it just now. I hated the fact that whenever I respawn from a death, that I don't respawn with all the same weapons and gear and, and ammo. Like, I'm basically at the default, and that just you know, sucks. It seemed kind of random because I felt like in some circumstances I did respawn with the weapons that I had previously, and in some circumstances I did not. And I, I always thought that was very weird. I, I wonder if there's, like, well, certain moments... I, weren't you, like, playing a lot with the default? Because I don't. I almost saw you, like, always use the AR, and if you, the, yeah. the AR is... is the, is the default so you're gonna respawn with the AR because I was in your hand fair enough I'd Maybe. always I'd always go out of my way to get the shotgun mm-hmm. or the uh, or the, like the rocket launcher seldomly the sniper there was one level where they gave, they gave you the sniper to start with because it's kind of mm-hmm. like the level design was designed with you know long shots in mind so you know we have yeah, also yeah another shout out to the level design because the level design was designed around the weapons that they they chose um, also shout out to all the vehicles like the tank the warthog and the banshee and yes. I'm pretty sure there's others I definitely wanted to give a shout out to the vehicles because that was also one of the aspects of the game that I felt was the most fun and that still held up to an extent <laughs> considering how old it is. Like Other than the there, controls. Yes. So there are issues with it, of course. So let's start with a Warthog, right? Which is the iconic Halo vehicle. Yeah. The controls of the Warthog... I felt were not very easy to use and it could be very frustrating. But I also felt like the more we used it, the more we kind of like started getting the hang of it. Like by the end of the escape sequence, I know you were kept driving. Uh, you, you you had gotten pretty good at it uh, by was, then. I was like Tokyo drifting that hoe, by the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> but I have to say that even in the moments that it was frustrating to control, I still felt like it was fun. Like the, the idea of, you know, one of the players driving all the other players shooting from the passenger seat or from the back and like we're going through this map together like there were moments where they were able to use that in a way that was really fun uh, with the level design. You know, I think the first, you know, the first few levels where we encounter the Warthog, especially like I felt like it was pretty cool to, um, you know, be able yeah, the beach, like to be able to just kind of go through the level faster and just kind of like mow down enemies while, you know, driving past them and stuff. Uh, so I did enjoy that part. I did think the, I think the Banshee was, you know, the flying one. The mm-hmm. the Banshee was really good too. Like I really liked whenever we we're using the Banshee. I thought, go ahead. Sur- surprisingly controlled well. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, and like, you know, flying controls uh, in it are kind of difficult to do in a like fun, arcadey, intuitive way <laughs> in games. And they were able to do that there. Um, and, you know, it's the same for vehicles as well, actually. So I, I feel like we've come a long way since then. I, I actually do wonder, that's one of the things that I'm, I'm going to be curious to see with the other Halo games. I wonder if they've kept the controls of the Warthog the same for the other games or if they've been adapted uh, with time. Because I, I wouldn't be surprised if they kept it the same. Because um, Halo... Halo, as far as I know, is kind of a, a bit of a conservative um, like franchise where they like things the way they are, you know, and they a lot of times they keep things the way they are because that's what players have grown to love from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be curious to see how that changes, if at all, through the franchise. As well. But nonetheless, my point is like the vehicles in the game, I still think were fun to go through. Final Escape sequence had so much potential to be this great epic moment. And at times it was, but for the most part, it was just frustrating as hell because that level was not set up to be fun to drive through. Right. It was and like, at times it was like, you could see what they were doing. Like, oh, they're setting up these ramps so that you can make these cool jumps and stuff. But there were also moments where it was almost like they were intentionally trying to block you over and over again. Uh, it almost felt like you were fighting against the level in certain mm-hmm. ways. And I didn't think that and was I had fun. A, I had to memorize the level during the escape yeah. sequence after trial and error that I literally, like, by the, towards the, like, the last three tries, like, I was going really well because I memorized the layout, the turns, and uh, I got so attuned to the the jankiness of, like, the... It's not a very tight... They're not. It's not tight, and it's, it kind of feels very heavy. Like, there's mm-hmm. not much acceleration, and, and there's... The top speed surprisingly it's faster than running and stuff like that as, as master chief but you don't really feel the speed yeah. like you don't really know i never really truly noticed the speed until like i got accidentally got off the thing and, and dan is taking off without me you know when he was driving and stuff like that so but like other than that you don't really feel velocity and the 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 yeah acceleration's trash the the you can't turn on a dime on anything and it's just yeah i i just it's just really weird i guess I guess it kind of just goes to show like the old school, old school gamers are just good. You know, like old school gamers would just mm. like, they would overcome that um, adversity of, of janky game design and still be good. It's like, it's like, uh, you know, when you play Super Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo, it's not like that really well, like, you know, you can't, the turns are not that good, but somehow you can mm-hmm. still find somebody who's a pro player at Super Mario Kart, you know? So it's kind of like yeah. that. Yeah. With Halo, I'd be curious to watch like a speed run off uh, Halo Combat Evolved, but you know, when they do the speed run 
realms that where you you can't use any like cheats or you know bugs in the level you're just supposed to like play the game as it's played but just really well uh, mm-hmm. i would be curious to see a speed run like that especially for that level because there must be some kind of critical path that you can do through that level where you don't really hit any of the obstacles and you're making all the jumps and stuff and if a player is able to fulfill that then they would probably have like a great experience but with or skill level when trying to do the, <laughs> the level and just like failing over and over again we were not to uh do that towards um, the end i got better so that way we didn't flip over when we did the jump there were a couple of times where the warthog would just like flip over and like we would crash um and like get like ejected out of the car and stuff like that but there were a lot of times like especially towards like the le- the later runs where like i was like learning how to like like it's got like this dual stick setup where like you know your left stick kind of like drives but the right stick uh, is the what makes the turns and stuff like that and a lot of times when when it comes to like the camera angle whenever you're like you're like driving off the ramp you still have to use the right stick to control the camera angle so it actually mm-hmm. uh, controls like the the angle at which the car goes and i didn't figure that out to the towards the end i think it's really weird that camera controls is what controls where you're going but you know it's it is what it is i guess there really wasn't a playbook back then i would i'm not sure but i would imagine that's probably not the case if you're talking about like the ps2 uh generation and the gamecube early gamecube generation or actually mm-hmm. no the gamecube probably didn't even come out that at that time so um so yeah hmm yeah. Um yeah, I don't know when it, when it comes to the design as well with the game, it's it's kind of interesting like do you think that uh like do do you think that this game is uh well designed and do you think or actually obviously, you know, it is. It wouldn't it wouldn't have been a successful game otherwise, but what were the things that you think this game did um for the time, maybe you that are a little bit older than me, that you think were smart, clever or innovative like design decisions at the time um that were like that kind of broke new ground uh for this game. I think that would be uh, something interesting to read about. I would say the consistent action, like you're always mowing down enemies and stuff like that. I think mm-hmm. the game really like there it's it's very it's like it's very small like as far as like the designs but there were a very expansive parts like big cliffs and stuff like that where you're driving around saving marines and different camps and stuff like that you know the, t- the times that we got lost you know mm-hmm. like i think there's something about like having this like expansive it's like i guess it does have like ex- start like that star wars effect because the thing about 1977 and star wars is like you know that the hero's journey has been told like forever and ever and there's nothing new but it's the world it's the expanse it's the imagination that that you know got people going I would imagine that 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 this is what it was for gaming. It's like you have all these weapons, you got these cool enemies. They're actually fighting each other. There's factions. There's like this basically this. That was really cool, by the way. The the enemies fighting each other, like that, like AI on AI kind of dynamic interaction, (laughs) is not something that's like really easy to do. To the point where you know, I I remember uh, watching a video about uh, the Last of Us Left Behind because they they had the the zombies and the human enemies fight each other in that DLC, and I think they talked about how they tried doing that in the original game but they ran out of time or they weren't able to do it or whatever uh, and then they brought it later on left behind and then used it again on the last of us part two um and it's kind of cool that they were able to get that tech in there for uh you know in, in a game like halo i'm sure that that was something that was really cool at the time especially like oh shit like look and like the, were, the yeah, marines weren't useless either yeah yeah exactly yeah they also contributed to uh you, you know in some of the the combat like season etc what would you say was like maybe your favorite level like i i don't really remember all of them that much because like you said we did play you did, we did play the majority of this game last year uh but mm-hmm. each level i felt like was relatively unique you know despite my complaints about the repetitiveness of the game it was almost like the the repetitiveness happened within a level but from one level to the other things were switched up quite a bit yeah i would say the the level where you're fam- you're rescuing captain keys or is mm-hmm. it keys yeah yes the level okay because it starts off with the sniper rifle and stuff like that you're doing like this full-on like ambush thing with marines and stuff like that there's all kinds of pandemonium happening uh which is really cool by the way very mm-hmm. bombastic game design music top-notch also shout out to the music shout out to the composer uh they not only is the music just top-notch even like dare i say like still like blows everyone else in the modern day out the water uh but also the cues are always good like whenever like uh, the juices get flowing whenever like the, the song kicks in when you know you're going the right direction <laughs> and, and <laughs> that's so, true and then you're mowing down even more enemies and stuff like that and like there's like this big ass like gravity uh like you know beam me up scotty thing going on where you have to the the aliens are coming down and you're like shooting them and mowing them down they're like these turrets and stuff like that that's really cool and then on top of that you're holding the line whenever all these aliens are coming to rush you and then you get like beamed up and then you're going through all these jail cells and you're rescuing captain keys i think that that is a really good uh 
good level. Like just very <laughs> chef, chef kiss there. Like it was, uh, I think that one stands out for me because there's just so much going on and everything just feels so right. Like I would say, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. I think when I think about it, I think for some reason, the ice levels kind of stuck with me a little bit more. And I don't, I don't necessarily know why. I think he was, you know, finding the banshees for the first time and then just kind of going around shooting everybody flying around. Um, uh, the, the, the ice level was kind of wonky to me because number, okay, there was so much backtracking, number one, like that's right. just, but it was so frustrating. Like we that's also the one, and, yeah, that's also the one yeah. where he got lost at some point, yeah. etc. And you know what? The end, you know, like the escape sequence had its moments, despite the fact that it was frustrating at times as well. But the end leading up to, to the escape sequence, I also think was pretty good because uh, that's when you saw like the most amount of just like enemies, like, um, and you know how we already mentioned it a few times with the enemies fighting each other and you're just trying to get all of them and etc. So that was fun as well. There are a lot of like little fun moments throughout the game. Um, but like I said, I still feel like I ultimately come down lukewarm on it um, in 2021 <laughs> because I do think there was a... Uh there, there was a lot of tedious moments. I, kn- I know that, it, you know, a lot of pro- people probably would hear this and be like, blasphemy, Halo is one yeah. of the best games of all time, and et cetera. But I, I can't help it, man. Like, I, you know, I didn't play this game in 2001. I'm, I'm playing yeah. it now, you know, so. And I feel like. like how, uh, do you like how, like, the final level, it takes place in the first level, the same ship? Mm-hmm. Yeah, things yeah. like that are always cool. Um, like, I've played some other games that did things like that as well. I always appreciate it. Um, but, yeah, dude, like, that's, I guess that's just, that's just how I feel about it. Like, when we played Bioshock last year. Year, I kind of felt like that held up better. Um, I just felt like that there was a little bit more meat there um, that was still interesting nowadays, you know, like the, with the story especially, right? I feel like mm-hmm. ultimately with this game, maybe I had high expectations for what the story was going to tell us. And, um, and with the story just kind of being... Um, I don't know, just kind of being there uh, and with the gameplay being the focus. The gameplay was fun, uh, but then at times repetitive and then it lacked like a very compelling or interesting story. Um, so what I couldn't you, help. Uh, what did you mm. think about the the game uh, the game controls? Like, what do you think of the button mapping and how they how they handle it? You know, after we got used to it, I was happy with it. Uh, I didn't have much, uh, much trouble with it after we really knew where everything was. You know, I'm used to, uh, you know, in modern shooters, a lot of times you press a button to aim and, and then the other oh, yeah. button to shoot and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm used to pressing, you know, like like a square on the uh, on the PlayStation controller to <laughs> reload. And in this case, it would have been the X button, but, you know, it was a different button to reload instead. It was the right so, bumper. Yeah, exactly. So there's like a few like weird things like that when it comes to how game controls are typically mapped nowadays. But to be honest with controls, a lot of times it's like, you know, you can you can just like learn it in a few minutes and then and then you're good. You know, after yeah. after our first playthrough, I didn't really find myself making a lot of mistakes, except for when, you know, we didn't play for a long period of time and then we're playing <laughs> it again. came back, yeah. yeah. Well, actually, I, I would say when we came back, I think for me, like, I, um, I got really attuned, really custom, really fast. I think after I, rem- I think it was just like riding a bike for me personally. But yeah, it is interesting that you don't, we don't play, we don't press the left trigger to like aim down sight and then right trigger to shoot. So it's like the left trigger throws a grenade and like the left bumper changes the type of grenade in your hand. And like the right bumper mm-hmm. is the reload button. And then like the B button is for, for like melee and stuff like that. And it just, I think B is probably like the, the correct button for melee, even in today's standard if I'm not mistaken or is it just or it could be the right stick I don't remember but mm-hmm. basically it's uh, it's it's I think it works, I would say yeah. that, but I'm pretty sure, like, I think the Master Chief Collection is, like, the, it lets you, you know, do full-on button remaps, like, wholesale, uh, which I didn't want to mess with because I wanted to play the game in, in the 2001 button mapping, the default. On that note, I do want to say, you know, we played this game on Xbox Series X through the Master Chief Collection, so we are playing the remastered version of the game that was remastered for the 360 and then I think remastered again, potentially, or updated, yeah, like, the anniversary version on the 360 and then it obviously got updated uh, on the Master Chief Collection, which then got, you know, patches on Series X and et cetera. The, first, there was the 1X patch, which the 1X brought it to 4K. And mm-hmm. then, of course, the, the Series X um, keeps all of the 1X benefits. So if it's if it's running on 4K, then you get the 4K ver- uh, version, which, of course, I, I didn't play it in 4K because, number one, uh, my monitor that's right here, that's 1080p. And number two, I'm pretty sure Twitch couldn't stream in 4K even if I wanted to. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, the the we did, we did go out of our way for at least once per level, per chapter. Dan and I would 
like toggle the, the 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 button to see the old the old graphics and stuff like that. Um, yeah, the I will say that fresh coat of paint really makes the game look like it's a modern 2021 game, even by today's yes. standards. Beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous skylines, good water, um, good uh, good particle effects, uh, good mm-hmm. lighting. Um, yeah, exquisite lighting actually, because you see the old lighting, it's all dark and just yeah, just yeah, ugh. and then like I here, wanted, it's all like neon. I wanted to give shout outs to what the game you know looks like when playing it in that version because it uh it definitely holds up from a visual perspective when you played that version of the game on the master chief collection um i think that if you played it with the old graphics or if you played the original version of the game back in the original hardware that it would have been painful to go through from a from a visual perspective because um (laughs) those those old like extremely like dark gray polygonal levels and textures i feel like really wouldn't hold up that well um but you know it was pretty easy to play it from a visual perspective uh with the with the more updated version so shout out to uh shout out to the remasters so it's funny a uh, funny side note is that even the old version of the game whenever it's it's got those patches it's still with those polygonal textures it still runs in 4k 60 mm-hmm. which is crazy it's like how the hell is an old 480p game like you know up like up like so like 10 times <laughs> over to, to run in uh, um 4k and stuff like that so but yeah um as far as like my my sentiments as well like you know you said that you were like lukewarm on the game and i kind of am too like i didn't want to like just come out and say it but i feel like i feel like i'm slightly higher than lukewarm but like i'm not like oh my god amazing like this is like i can't wait Mm -hmm. to play what's next you know i think i'm i'm kind of like this is cool you know like it's it's like a good little it's a good little education like exercise and good like history lesson and i would say that there's uh there was I'm like I'm gonna say it like there was definitely fun in the multiplayer. I'll I'll give you that. Like I don't know if I actually tru- truly genuinely would say that I had fun during the campaign. I think the fun was definitely one of those situations where we were just kind of commenting like haha like look at this and stuff like that, or mm-hmm. I was just like teabagging for no for no reason or whatever. So, um, but yeah. Also, um, as far as our things uh, in, in general, as far as like our performance, uh, there were times where like uh, if you see my like the vods of our of our streams on the on the YouTube channel, the Ready Press Play uh, YouTube channel. There's a lot of stuttering that I had experienced during the game. Dan didn't experience as much as he, as I did, but there's a lot of like momentary like frame drops and like screen freezes, but the mm-hmm. game is still running and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if it's a Series X thing. I don't know if it's an optimization thing. Like, I mean, it's it's optimized for Series X, but apparently like there's some, there was some weird hiccups that happened. Um, I don't think it happened during the first stream, if I'm not mistaken, but it definitely happened on the other stream, stuff like that. They didn't, it wasn't too cumbersome. I don't think... Uh, um, in general, I was able to play with it than against it. So um, I don't know. What do you? Is you have anything to say about the performance of the game? No, I did not have any technical hiccups like that. I think maybe like once or twice, a few times through the whole playthrough, but not to the extent that you were having them. It almost makes me wonder if it had something to do with the fact that you were the one streaming the game. Um, I was thinking more along the lines like I, I want to say because like I've had hiccups with like my Series X in general, like my X whenever mm-hmm. like Ori crashed on me or whatever. You know, I'm. I'm thinking that there's some kind of situation where like the series x in general like the actual console has issues with streaming the assets if i like that mm. does, does that sound weird or am i just like you know making shit up out of my i don't i don't know i don't know i feel like i mean uh, you could be onto something there that there, there could be a um, a more widespread problem with the console it could also be that you know my, with microsoft the way that they support backwards compatibility is like you know you got all these old games that just kind of run on the on the series x but we don't know to which extent they're being tested thoroughly right like I, i'm sure they're being tested but there could be gaps here and there right like there could be something that these games are doing uh that was not a problem in previous hardware that becomes a potential problem in current hardware that are not necessarily being caught in testing because maybe they happen more rarely or you know there's a certain amount of circumstances that would cause them or maybe they are being caught in testing but they're not you know, major enough to warrant a fix, you know, to warrant a programmer going back to, uh, you know, that situation to fix it when maybe, you know, it's a rare occurrence or only occurs. And it can't, you know. and it can't be replicated that easily, I would imagine. Yeah. It seems, it's seemingly random. Yeah. Like sometimes there's nothing on screen and sometimes there's a lot of things on screen. So, I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, I do, I do want to shout out the one interesting moment that we had in the game where we found a hidden room uh, <laughs> based on the difference between, you know, the, the old assets 
assets and the new assets they had basically i think covered the the entrance yeah Yeah, like they 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 put a wall on the new assets that that blocked the entrance to this room but there was no collision there we could still go behind the wall and it just we just see through the world and when we switched to the old assets it turns out that there was a room there in the old assets so that was a very interesting one and it it made me wonder why that one wasn't fixed it was so weird seeing when we when we okay so when you have the old ass the old assets you have the wall and it's covering it right you know you can't Mm -hmm. see through it but and the new assets because it's an invisible room you can see like we can see like the spiral of like the level of how it was designed Mm -hmm. how everything's connected and stuff like that and it's really weird it's almost it almost reminds me of like ocarina of time because like i've seen like um what is the word i'm looking for um whenever you have the roms and you're like you ah damn it that basically dev mode where like uh i don't i i I can't think of the word i'm thinking of but basically like flyover or something like that or it's like yeah like flyover but basically uh yeah you can just basically like just take the camera and move it anywhere you want yeah. and see and you can zoom out as far as you can and then you can basically just see the game like it mm-hmm. literally looks like a, like it doesn't look like this like lived in world where like it's sprawling it's just it now looks like a game because you can just sort of like zoom out and just yeah. everything just kind of like as is or whatever you can just see all the the wheels turning and um it almost kind of like ruins the magic just a little bit for me because you can <laughs> sort of see it's you can see yeah. the game you know so yeah because yeah. like with games like an efficient way to develop games is that you know you're only really creating and rendering the assets that the player can ever see right so for instance like a lot of times if you see a mountain in the distance like that mountain like only that side of the mountain really exists because there's no reason to render you know the other side of the mountain that nobody's ever going to be able to see from not only like an art perspective but especially from a you know processing perspective right like there's no reason to be processing that side of the mountain that nobody's going to ever see and and games have to be so cautious about you know what they're rendering and what they're not rendering to keep things performing so it's always interesting when you get to do that from a player's perspective and see that you know kind of see the seams right like see where things don't really connect or where they do connect and and like you know the things that you thought look like something like oh it looked like there was all this stuff over there but there actually isn't um so yeah it's 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 yeah. interesting to see that stuff for sure i just did a quick google search i was looking for the word the word i was looking for was debug mode oh yeah. okay cool yeah, yeah fair enough it's like debug mode lets you do that thing where you can just fly the camera anywhere or just load any mm. asset you want or whatever so, yeah um it, it kind of did remind me of it and i don't know um I guess there's a part of me that wishes I didn't see that, you know, but <laughs> I guess there's also a part of me that likes it, you know, that was really cool. Yeah. And it's very, uh, it was I, like, there's a part of me that actually wants to questions like, like who, who fucked up is like, you know, how do you mess that up? You know, why do you put up a, a like a, a wall that doesn't have a collision on the, yeah, like that's just seems really weird and very much like a. I guess definitely an oversight, but maybe I feel like I'm blowing it out the water more the weir- than it is. So the weirdest one with that one is that that one would definitely be caught by testing, I feel like. And that one, <laughs> because it's it wasn't that hard to find. And that one would definitely be like reported on at a high priority to fix. Like, because, you know, when, when we report bugs in dev, like you give them priorities, right? So like if, if it's something that happens very like rarely and that most players are unlikely to find or encounter in their playthrough, you may call that like a priority four. Like, okay, that's a low priority. But something like that would be more like a priority two or something. And those are the bugs that, you know, always do get fixed or are supposed to get fixed versus priority four, priority fours or whatever. A lot of times are the things that are like, OK, well, we'll get to that eventually. If you run out of time, you just don't. Um, so <laughs> it's just kind of I don't know, man, like it just kind of surprises me that that one made it in. And it makes me wonder if there's more of a story to that, like if um Maybe there's a reason why that one is still there. Like, um, yeah, and it hasn't been patched since, you know, because that, yeah. you know, Halo, this Halo, the Master Chief Collection has been getting like 50 gigabyte patches and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, of course, most of it's online stuff, but like, yeah. I, I feel um, like it must be one of those things where they left their intentions. Like, it's like a little cool, like, Easter egg or something. I don't know. It's odd that they would see it that way, but maybe they do for some reason. I don't know. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. On that note, do you have any final thoughts, Louis? Do you want to, do you want to score this game in any way or should we yeah, not do yeah, that? Yeah. I was, I think I've, I've pretty much landed on settled on a score. Um, I think it's, um, it's a good game. So I'm, it's going to, it's easily a seven for me as far as, um, there's a part of me that actually kind of sort of believes that there's like, it holds up on a modern day. Like, I don't think that this game would set the world on fire and be revolutionary if it came out, uh, today, mm-hmm. like if it were to just drop now in 2021. Uh, but I think that there's like a, definitely a situation where like I can see, like, oh, it's an indie team, you know, they're making a game, you know, like there's, because <laughs> like, obviously the game is so confined and, and like limited in scope and stuff mm-hmm. like that by today's standards. So I think that there's like, there's something there that, you know, people can like latch onto as far as like uh, gameplay, like gunplay, multiplayer. I think those are the two main strongest points that this has got going for it. And the music 
these actually that's three things right there mm-hmm. everything it does those three things it does very well mm-hmm. to the point where um i would even say that yeah that's those are the strongest things and and i think people can uh can like really latch onto that and i think it could be a franchise starter maybe even 2021 so uh a seven for- all right i think i would probably give it a six um, oh, okay. not, not to get overly, you know, like, uh, I think it's fine. You know, that's usually what that means, right? Like, okay, fine, whatever. Like a little bit above mediocre. Um, and I, you know, I bet Halo fans would like be so angry at hearing me say that. Um, but you know, keep in mind, I have no nostalgia really for this game. I'm, I'm, I'm going back and, you know, just playing it now as a, as a, as a newcomer. Um, and I, I do feel like if I put more time into the multiplayer and I played it, you know, uh, you know, more matches we with did a you. Whole stream and, of it, yeah. Yeah, and other people. I feel like that would probably bring it up uh, because that was the best part of the game to me. Um, but because we only did it for like that one, you know, half an hour or whatever, um, then it wasn't enough to really, to really push it further. So I'll leave it at a six for now, but you know, with the potential to go up. But you know what? The, the tendency is that the franchise will only go up from here. Um, as far as I know, like, um, people look back on Halo 1 foundly because it started it all and people are nostalgic for it. But I hear pretty consistently that it's not, you know, it's kind of, the uncharted one of the franchise where it's like it's it's gotten much better after that so i'm excited i'm excited to see where it goes i just genuinely a part of me doesn't hope that like the series peaks at halo 2 like uh, yeah i feel like that would be that would suck if like halo 2 was the best halo to ever halo and then after that it's just like we we play it and it's like oh man it's we're just we got our our hopes up you know because we definitely (laughs) i would say we're definitely like happy and geared towards you know what's coming next you know yeah it's awesome that we can you know jump into halo 2 at our own leisure instead of having to wait years between you know sequels um so yeah i i am definitely i think we're both optimistic and, and hopeful for what's to come and um i just genuinely want to know <laughs> i just genuinely want to know where like where 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 does the, the 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 you know where does the cliff where where is that at also side note i know something about halo 2 that you know i'm gonna just share uh i know i know a little bit about like game game facts or game mm-hmm. trivia or whatever and apparently what i do know is that halo 2's e3 trailer was all bullshit it was all like just made up and like faked footage or whatever that they just sort of like put together and stuff like just okay we're gonna do it and then like uh, halo 2 was just like the developers were just like you know there were their their offices were on fire and they're trying to figure out like you know running around with their heads cut off trying to figure out okay how are we gonna make this game that we promised at e3 and, stuff like that. <laughs> and then what ended up happening is everyone like when the game did ship everyone was like oh my god it's so awesome and everyone loved it and stuff like that which apparently uh halo 2 uh their campaign got cut like i guess they had to ship it and they had more story in there in the works and stuff like that that they just literally like abruptly ended so halo 2 ends in a cliffhanger and Ooh. so uh yeah that's kind of interesting that we may i don't know if i'm i might I, I might i may or may not get frustrated with that because that kind of sucks that you know they are they could have they didn't just delay the game they just you know rushed to meet their deadline and you know we didn't know what true ending they had in store for us but of course they would have assumingly presumably resolved it in halo 3 but um, interesting yeah so uh yeah well we'll see we'll see about that we'll see how it uh how it turned out when we actually get to when we actually get to play halo 2 probably in a bit i don't know probably like next month or something do you louis do you think realistic we're gonna realistically we're gonna get to play all the halo games before halo infinite comes out I don't know. I think um, if it's a priority, we probably could do it because there's plenty of there's plenty of time between now and November. But mm-hmm. also, we're already basically on April first, and it's crazy that <laughs> the first three months of the year have already come and gone, and we've only just yep. barely finished Halo One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes. I could see a situation where we play like one, two, and three, and then and then get to him potentially. Um, mm. Especially because you know those are supposedly the the better ones. of franchise four and five <laughs> takes takes some weird turns yeah. for some fans, but you know we'll see. All right, awesome. So on that note, it is time to end. Thank you so much for joining us for another special episode of Ready Ready Press Play. I almost said like Ready Play Network for some reason. Remember, you can reach the podcast at readyplaynetwork.com or simply at Ready Press Play on Twitter and TikTok. You can reach Lewis at Chakalaka88 and me at The Dan Lima. See you next time. Bye bye. See ya.